name is Andrew. My name is JP Burks. I'm going to have to cut out that silence. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me zero. Hey, you just figured out. Erwin. <laughs> uh, uh, Caitlin. Um, so we were just chatting about, well, actually, JP, this is, JP is one of our employees from the um, St. Louis area. And so we were, we were just kind of talking about the idea of collaboration, right? Because um, we do work across offices all the time. Caitlin was up in, in the Bay Area office for a long time and working with a remote team. And, you know, we were just talking about the idea of collaboration versus individual work and what's the value of both. Um, and, and just what's like the value to you um, as a creative and, and how you approach like most of your problems. So, I mean, what's, it'd be interesting, JP, maybe you want to talk a little bit about what are some of the like challenges being a bit on an island sometimes from the team that you're kind of working with in terms of yeah. like how collaboration works? Like, what do you think of remote collaboration? Uh, I mean, it's definitely a learning curve. Um, it's definitely different than coming into the office on a first day and like chatting with people and, and just even just sitting down and having those conversations. Um, but I think like once you kind of catch the groove and figure it out, it's really no different. Um, and that, I say that in a vacuum, like, yes, it's different and it'll always be different, but like the day to day and like getting work done, um, once you kind of figure that out, it's like the, the internet and like the power of the things that like we can use and the tools that we have now is it makes it so easy to be able to do that kind of stuff. Um, and I think it opens up a world of possibilities that like is super, super rad. Uh, like, yes, it comes with challenges, but like, I think the benefits outweigh the, the challenges tenfold in my opinion. Um, like I get to work with you guys every day and that might not be the case if, if we didn't do that. So I think like things like that is super, super rad. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, it's, it's interesting because it's like, you can never replace sitting in a room with people. I mean, we do workshops sometimes where we sit down for three hours and we chat or like when we even, when we do these things, um, there's something lost though when you're not in the room with somebody. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, it's really easy to be, to have like an intimate collaboration session yep. when you're when you're remote like and have a conversation remotely but in group situations things get a little weird because yeah. it becomes hard to get a word in it becomes hard to like to get the attention of everyone when when you have six people in a room and you're the remote person I mean, you probably even see it like in meetings mm -hmm. when that one person has to chime in and they're like hey hey yeah. hey hey guys hey, go <laughs> yeah and it's it's jumping in and out and like cutting you off yeah absolutely um, and I think that's one thing, too. Like, that's probably the biggest point uh, of concern and, like, the biggest, like, challenge to overcome is the communication and just, like, staying on top of it and making yourself relevant. I think the interesting thing is, like, you can make yourself as relevant as you want to be. Um, sure, there's, an, there's, like, a point where people can log off and there's a point when, like, they can stop that, like, flow of communication. But, like, as long as you're on top of it and you're, like, willing to put yourself out there and, like, put in the effort to kind of extend that um yeah message or something like that like you can i think there is the communication and like the relationships that you can build through that um but like you to your point it'll never be the same as being in the same room right. um and i think that's all about the teams that you build around that kind of stuff too right. as you begin to like bring the room to you and like open mm -hmm. up that kind of door um yeah I th it was where you fill in those gaps 
let's um like take it away from the lens of just remote because I, I wanted to get your opinion just like on if that was difficult or not we can come back to that but yep. just generally like when we approach projects like what is good collaboration when does it like hit the point where it's too much yeah. collaboration because that definitely happens where you just sit and so. wax poetically on an idea for <laughs> forever um like yeah like what do you think is like a good amount of collaboration and like when does that occur in a creative process i mean i think one thing to do that i think is important is like working establishing when you've got a team establishing how you guys all work together and then i think it's important to have like a few in-person sessions where you're kind of establishing how you're going to collaborate you are kind of learning how different people work, how they communicate. Um, and then it's from there breaking out and letting people bring to the table and serve themselves when it makes sense and not necessarily like f overly forcing yeah. mm -hmm. that we're, you know, we've got to meet on this cadence every day um, so that we're all on the same port, all, all on the same page. It's, yeah. it's kind of putting that, that like individuality into the group well allowing allowing some flex because i feel yeah. like great ideas happen spontaneously yeah when you have your isolation time and then you want to bring it to the rest of the team yeah. so like if you force that collaboration you're like hey once a day we're going to have a 45 minute meeting to collaborate um oftentimes it doesn't issue in great ideas typically like great ideas happen after that and then they bring them to the next session right. or something right. but definitely i know when we were working on murad one of the things that we did was have like sort of daily or every other day morning kind of just check-ins that are like 15 minutes just to talk about what everybody's doing so there's context. Right. Right? Yep. But then there's, at least for me, again, there's a beauty in not having those set collaboration times but finding something, getting inspired, and then being able to walk over to the team or JP slacking or us just having a group slack mm -hmm. where we can begin to toss out ideas and just organically collaborate. Yeah. It definitely, it also makes the process feel a little bit more, a little less rigid, which again helps um, creativity. It gives you that freedom. For me, I think it's like when you get a group of people that don't have all the answers mm -hmm. or like a bunch of individuals that don't pretend to have all the answers. Yeah. Um, I think that's huge. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of big on the idea of like, I'll never claim to have all the answers yeah. because I don't necessarily want to have all the answers as weird as that sounds like i i think that's the beauty of collaboration is that you're getting the answers of the people around you and like their thoughts and their perspective mm -hmm. um which is another really interesting thing about being remote is like the perspective and mm -hmm. the differences in that um so i think that's when collaboration really starts to sing is like whenever you get people who are open and um kind of rely on other people to kind of push their ideas uh, rather than like getting stuck in that bubble of yeah. like how far can I push this single idea? I think that's yeah. like for me personally, that's the beauty of it. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I also to echo that, I think the greatest collaboration is formed on diverse perspectives. And if it's just like you are going into the room with a bunch of other people who believe and like think the exact same way you do, then I oftentimes feel like you just end up in the same spot. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you can like come to the room with a bunch of people who don't know, but you guys all have completely different perspectives, then you start to form these like very, very unique insights and thoughts or whatever. And that's that to me is like a foundation of like a beautiful collaboration session. So it, it kind of goes back to 
the formation and structure of the team is what should guide the process for collaboration. And I think to echo onto that too, I think when you have people that are in different areas that are working together, that allows even more like open channels for just different perspectives because if you've constantly have a team that's all together working in the same place always, I think it's easier for that team to kind of get settled into the same mindset um, and kind of not necessarily always think together, but their minds are going to tend to go to the same place. Whereas if you've got people in different locations, you might get even more of that outside perspective. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. I think like good, good collaboration is one like organic, but two, it inspires conflict, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like you said, it's just groupthink. Yeah. Otherwise, you get in a room where it's like one one person's perspective dominates yeah. everyone, and it just becomes groupthink, and then nothing good comes of it. Yeah. And I and I thinking mm-hmm. about like even how we approach it, like from brief, it's like sometimes you know, you start talking about the thing in a really informal way and that's just the best way for yeah. it to happen. When you when you were like pointing out, it, it kind of doesn't work well when you have like, hey, every day we're going to get together for at this time. I feel like what that does is it puts pressure on people to be productive in those moments versus just think freely. Mm-hmm. And that's like the issue with structure and collaboration is that the moment you get too, too structured with it, it there's expectations yeah. versus just saying, I'm not sure. Like, let's just think about some stuff and throw yeah. some shit up against the wall. Yeah. And I feel like how our minds work where we kind of like seek structure in general um, to get through the day. I think as soon as you assign that structure to something, we're going to meet at this time. It's going to be this. Then if you are the creative director in that situation, whoever is the project lead, then everybody tends to look to you for whatever those answers right. might be. Mm. Whereas if you just engage in an organic conversation, even as the creative director walking up and just saying like, hey, have you seen this? This is like, cool, this is dope. Like, what do you think about it? Then you sort of put other people in this uh, position of empowerment just to have that organic conversation. Right. And you get forced ideas. Yeah. Right? Like, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, because you, you're You're like, putting deadlines on deadlines within deadlines that like, yeah, it's forcing you to think about a million different things and like intently rather mm-hmm. than just letting ideas happen and knowing that you're all working to a common goal. Um, this is true. Yeah, because by the end of the brainstorm session, you're like, I guess we, we need to have something or yeah. else that was a waste. You're searching for, yeah. like, you're just kind of flailing. Instead of flailing for, like, your point of view, you're flailing for, like, something to bring to the table mm-hmm. um, when, like, you might have a little bit more time to bring that to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, it's, what is it? It's like you're trying to look for a needle in a haystack, but instead you just kind of end up making a needle out of the hay because you're just like, I guess I'm not going to find it. You make him shit up? I don't think I've heard that one. No, it's uh, <laughs> did you say, what is that called? Like, that's an expression? Yeah, I think you just <laughs> made that shit up. No, I'm saying, I'm, like, okay, when you're brainstorming and we're in the creative process, you're literally searching for a needle in the haystack, right? Yeah. So that's something like, if you're going to force an idea, it's as if you're not, you don't find that needle. You just bought one. But you, you just fucking buy one or you, make you one. just make one out of something else. And you're like, I guess or this you should whittle work. one out of hay. But then, but this then analogy you, is It's getting deep. deep. But then you try and like put that needle into something and it's not going to work. That's what I was trying to get at. I think there, a better one would be <laughs> was, yeah. forcing no, a square peg into a yeah, round hole. But I think that's, that's the one you're Whatever. <laughs> whatever but going back to like what we were just saying i think there's a fine line too between like 
obviously there's value in letting creatives have that space. Um, but as a producer, there's also how do we how do we empower the creatives to to have that space and to to think in that way, but also stay on track um, and deliver to what yeah. they need to deliver. Um, and I think as a producer, it's it's learning how to kind of put that responsibility on them rather than enforcing structure as much as as some people think it's needed. Let me let me ask you this because we've done this both ways. Um, like when is the right time to collaborate? So like when we have a brief for a project sometimes in the past, we've said, all right, here's a brief. Here's kind of generally what's going on. Let's all go away and get our heads wrapped around it and come back together tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Right. That's one way of doing it. We've also in the past said, here's the brief and just gut reaction. Let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it for an hour. Uh, I'm not saying, I I don't think necessarily one way is worse or better, but and maybe this is more of a personal thing. Like, do you, as a creative, like to get your head wrapped around something before you come to chat with people? Or do you want to just, like, talk about it freely? For uh, I'm jumping in. But for me, it's both. Like, sometimes it's on a project that I've been wrapping my head around just because I'm consuming a lot of that style of content. So, like, if it's, like, a streetwear brand and we get a brief for that, I feel like just things are coming. And we have a team where, like, everybody understands that. We're just going to start riffing and, like, talking and going after it like we just were approached by a brand like that and right after the meeting we literally started designing stuff we made a deck where that talked about like this is the audience and this is the market and all that so i but then there's other times where it's like you do need to kind of break away take a step back like when we worked with the blue shield i feel like there was that moment where we actually had to take a step back after we got the brief do some research do some questioning of like people we know on how they use healthcare and then come back to the table with solutions. Right. So I feel like there, there's, just like we say with our process, there's definitely key steps, but there's no right way to maneuver through those steps. You need to adapt for whatever the brief is, for whatever the project yeah. is. I think I'm in the boat of both, um, but I think the kind of the interesting point is the mindsets that it puts you in. If you take it and sit on it a little bit, then you're gonna start kind of aggregating the things that you've seen. Like mm-hmm. you said, like. You, you get an idea or you start talking about a topic and you're going to start pulling from those things um, organically about like what makes sense and like what pops in your mind that like fits. But then if you have kind of that time to sit and think about it, um, I mean, whether you you think you're doing it intentionally or not, but you're going to start kind of curating those thoughts um, based around that brief. And that could be good or bad, right? Like that could be, that could be dialing in exactly what you guys need to talk about and like kind of, scaling that down and keeping it concise or you could be limiting yourself from ideas and so mm-hmm. i think like um that's true I, I think that's that's an interesting point is like deciding on which one to do um and i think you kind of do some of that like i don't want to say collaborating with yourself because that makes zero sense <laughs> but like you're kind of start to do that like you, oh, yeah, do, you have like mental really. back and forth i feel yeah. like you do that yeah. you do that like when you take the brief and you sit on it for a minute you're doing that back and forth and you're kind of like already doing that within yourself yeah um which is also a very interesting like it's, way yeah. to go about it uh, so I, I i agree I don't, I don't know if there's necessarily a black and white way of doing it um, I, I would say like if even if you are going to break away as creatives what we're trying to do at the end of the day is connect brands with people and we do that through design which is supposed to elicit some visceral reaction right 
So typically, when we, whenever a creative or whenever a person hears a brief, we have a visceral reaction. So even if you're going to break away, holding on to whatever that visceral reaction was, was taking note of it, and then making sure you definitely bring that back up. Because yeah. I think that that is It'll always the be beauty of what we do. That. Yeah. It's that visceral yeah. reaction immediately when you hear that brief. And oftentimes, that's what ends up being the final idea. Right. But like kind of worked out and worked through. Yeah. And I think, I think it comes down to like, if I was going to put structure on it, it would be both things, but both happening in a really unstructured way. Like you want to have an honest conversation about it. And like, I think it's important to have that visceral reaction. And then you kind of go away and do your own thing to have another come together. That's a little bit more conflict oriented where you're now bringing perspective mm-hmm. away from just the nature of that first conversation though. Can, can it creates a, a place for groupthink because people are reactive some people don't feel that confident in those situations. You're going to have people who are going to speak up more. Like you said, you, okay, we had somebody reach out to us. You're already working in that space. So you have a lot yeah. of ideas that are coming to the table and people can be influenced by that mm-hmm. because you are just already living in that space. So I think it's good to like go from there, think about it on your own a little bit and then bring, Oh, that's interesting. I also started thinking about it yeah. a completely mm-hmm. different way. Yeah. Um, but it's really important in that, come back to have very low expectations for what you're bringing to the table so it's it's the same freedom of conversation that you had when you were just reacting to it so that it's not like hey bring nine concepts to the table the first time we come together like you know enforcing it yeah then people start to have that pressure and they lose that like freedom to still be explorative um but bringing their unique perspective to the table is important and i think that like that gut visceral reaction is kind of like helps take the pressure off of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that like, even if it triggers group think, even if it like isn't necessarily right, even if it's just like one idea or like one point of view that multiple people get behind or one person, it's just like starting that conversation and that, and like kind of a, a stepping stone into where you could be. Like I, it's almost like if you go into it completely open-minded and no one says a word and then you're just kind of like thinking of a million different things, like I, that becomes so like restrictive, at least for me, like just like in my mind, like, you know what I mean? You start opening, casting, so <laughs> casting such a wide net. Fresh, fresh crack. <laughs> yeah. You, you, it's so open that you're, you're not able to focus. On right. And I mean, like as yeah. much as we want to talk about like being able to like having complete reign and like our freedom to do whatever we want, like none of us really want like that mm-hmm. much freedom, right? Like we want as much freedom as we can possibly take. And then we need somewhere to bounce off of to come back. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, even if that gut reaction is completely wrong, at least it puts someone like the mindset of like people are thinking and like, okay, I had that thought too. And I'm not completely off. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of puts you in the right, like, world galaxy we're like even like biggest as you can think of like you're in the right realm of like ideas yeah um i mean if anything it just initiates a conversation um and i think that's where it's it's important to have that breakout period after to give people time to then go and think on what was the conversation that was initiated um and either explore it further or maybe it's coming up with things that don't line up with it but yeah i think um something else i was just thinking about as you were like mentioning is like i don't think groupthink is a outcome necessarily of process oftentimes like groupthink is like mostly from atmosphere and environment Mm -hmm. like that's because when you have a a flat atmosphere or an environment where just okay whatever ideas the terrible ones and the good ones can come to the table like you're never going to really get groupthink 
Uh, I also don't think groupthink is bad. Like, it's, like... Well, no. It, it is if you go too deep into it, and, like, it's, like, obviously bad things, but I think there's also the point of, like, creating a, an environment full of people who are like-minded and, like, ha- come from similar, like, or, like, have right. similar uh, styles or ideas and things like that, and that's how you create a See, culture. Well, I feel like that. I feel like that's, that's more alignment. That's not think, though. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's alignment. Group, group, group think inherently is, like, a, a negative thing where people all just start following one thing, yeah. but yeah. They, don't, they all don't know if they should be. Like yeah. they all don't really want to be exactly. doing it, they're but they're like, there but they're like, not, I yeah. guess we need to, yeah. type thing. They're right. influenced yeah. by the vo- like the, the voice that they're like, influenced yeah. by the the collective yeah. voice yeah. to all now follow this one I- idea. It wouldn't or be thing. groupthink at that yeah. point. Like if it's then it becomes just momentum, right? Yeah. And energy building around mm-hmm. an idea, and that's like good groupthink is alignment. Mm-hmm. That's really what all it comes down to. Is yeah. Like, oh yeah, I totally agree with that. But yeah, so you're saying it's just the other end of that spectrum is mm-hmm. doing it that the right way, and coming bringing people together that way. But um, the other end of that spectrum is like the importance of deep work, right? Like sometimes for me, like even even as like things have changed up until now, where there's so many more meetings involved and. <laughs> <laughs> with your day and all the shit, right? Like whatever. Mad so many more meetings. <laughs> it's it's fun. Um, well, there's more meetings. Is like how much I value like a couple hours to sit, even just with myself, and think about like, okay, I need to write this paragraph like twenty five times, and just do deep work on it. And that's something that's like undervalued, as things get crazier and crazier and busier and busier. Um, it, it's a weird thing because everybody, I'm sorry, it shouldn't be, I shouldn't say it's undervalued. It's just. It's hard it, to carve out. It's yeah, hard to be, like make important. Like, well, yeah, we, everybody knows the value it. of it, but our, even in life, like our lives, yeah. our schedules, everything is so yeah. super demanding and it's oftentimes demanding for us to be with other people in mm-hmm. general. So yeah. just in life and work, it's hard to carve out those moments where you just have you time to focus on the things that you actually really need to focus on and have that deep work. Right. And that makes such a difference too. I feel like when you, when you do prioritize that time and you work on the things that you need to work on in your alone time, that it makes so, such a difference in like what you're putting out yeah. for others. Well, cause right. you're able and to actually you're organize, you're yeah. able to organize everything in your head. Yeah. You're able to focus deeply on one thing as opposed to being spread thin across a, a bunch of things. And, we're, right. and again, this is probably like things everybody already knows but it's obviously still a complex thing to find. It's a part of it. I mean, do you guys have a time that that happens? Like, in your day? Is, is there, like, a time... Like, when you can actually do... Like, when, when do you find yourself actually being able to, like... Before 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. and after 6 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, mine, mine is first thing in the morning. Yeah. Like, I have to have my deep time right when I wake up. Fresh brain. Mm-hmm. As, Fresh like, a brain. transition between, like, that and the work day and then at the end of the day post everything else i think it's also important too to like if you're familiar enough with yourself when you know you've been like over like Mm -hmm. overstimulated with you know group conversation Mm -hmm. and project talk and all of that like if if that's happening and you know it's 3 p.m you're like i just can't like i need to like go away for an hour and just kind of sit Mm -hmm. with my thoughts to prioritize that and make sure you do it. Um, it's not always like feasible. It's not always easy, but recognizing that you need that time and then taking it for yourself. Can you do deep work collaboratively? 
I think you can. I think it's it's also being comfortable with the people that you're around and not necessarily having a conversation that's super ongoing, but kind of just sitting with people and right. and knowing that you're all kind of thinking about the same thing, but yeah. not having like a constant dialogue, I guess. So it's lack of expectation of output. Yeah. Like collaboratively. Yeah. Because to me, that's what I was, I was just thinking about the idea of like deep work and like what that really means to me. And at the end of the day, it's like the the end result of good deep work is not a volume of work. It is like an intense belief in the power of an idea or a couple of ideas or mm-hmm. alignment around what I feel strongly about and what yeah. I don't. Yeah. Which I think is where like your question behind can you do deep work collaboratively comes from in that like. I feel like sometimes it can be tough to come to that like cohesive decision collaboratively, um, mm. which yeah. to your point is like the outcome. You have a direction to go in when we leave this room. Like we know what we're doing and like we know at least like the area that we need to be in for the next step. Um, yeah. And I think that is definitely something that becomes a challenge. But I think that's some that's just like some of that decisiveness comes in and like being able to like have confidence in the people around you that like you guys can make those decisions is huge. Yeah. And I think there's, it depends on what we're saying from collaboration. So I feel like there's three different things where it's like collaboration where we're all kind of like talking, having organic conversations, getting on a whiteboard, drawing stuff, showing each other inspiration. Then there can be collaborative deep work, but it's where you guys are all just working. Mm -hmm. Like you guys are all, super focused on what you're working on. Like when we used to do key art stuff, we were all three of us sitting in a dark room right. until like midnight working on posters, but we would look over our shoulder and say like, Hey, try this. Mm-hmm. Then we would Just go back to what we were doing. Yeah. yeah. But I, to me, like, work or is that slavery? It's a little bit of the same thing. <laughs> but then like deep, deep work, I think can only be done in isolation and alone because you have yeah. no external inputs. You're yeah. just like, focus on what you're focused on organizing your thoughts organizing everything and if there's any external inputs i feel like that's when it shifts that yeah it's it's interesting though it just it takes the the inner struggle that you have with yourself like during deep work and allowing that to come from an outside perspective yeah you know so like, I, I think it can happen i just think it's inherently different mm-hmm. it's like collaborative deep work versus yeah. like individual yeah. deep work like i had a workshop yesterday for six hours and we spent we spent three we spent three of it too long do five uh we spent we spent three of it like on one subject and in that time span we went back and forth on our group collective like perspective on what we should do like to two sides of a coin like three or four times Mm -hmm. but at the end of it we all felt so much more aligned about like okay this is like the right way Mm -hmm. to do this because we really had looked at I think like the definition of deep work is looking at a problem from every potential angle. And that's where I think like the collaboration element comes back into it. Cause I, I think you're right that deep, deep work happen has to at least initiate on your own. But then when you bring in other people, I think those people help kind of break it out even further yeah. and help you think about things that maybe you're not seeing, mm-hmm. um, in your initial, not tunnel vision, but in your initial, just like, yeah. what you're dialed into yeah because those thoughts that you're having um when you're kind of taking that alone time or uh swayed by that conversation I, so like 
on just like a subconscious level that that's definitely that could just be the key to unlock whatever you were trying to figure out on your own i think that's where the beauty of collaboration comes Mm -hmm. in is just like it doesn't even have to come to like the decisiveness doesn't have decisiveness doesn't have to happen like in In the moment yeah it could happen like eight hours later whatever it like clicks yeah, but like that one it. weird word that someone said or yeah. like that one obscure reference that someone made like is all yeah. it needs any um to kind of wrap this up though like any sort of final thoughts on um what's important when it comes to to you maybe just personally when it comes to collaboration or individual work like how do you think about creating a environment that's safe for that or what do you think works best anything i think for me i mean and i think it's probably a pretty simple one an obvious one but communication will always be that key um and that even like as a designer that might even be like showing work earlier than you want or like not designing in a vacuum and like being open about it and like bouncing ideas off of each other and um i think and again being remote like being able to like force those conversations or just like initiate those conversations and and make sure they happen um and staying on top of it because i think it's definitely easy to kind of like in a state where we probably should collaborate trying to go into that kind of individual like deep work and like um, being able to pull yourself out and ask and like gut check that um so i think communication is probably for me um is the most important have fun (laughs) <laughs> i mean because he, he hit communication so yeah. to me collaboration is about having fun right like it should be exciting when you guys are tossing out ideas it should feel free and open right. as soon as it starts feeling like everybody's going down and the the atmosphere is getting flat that's when you kind of call break that's why we build so teams right have fun yeah, yeah be, and be willing to be like call it quits yeah. like mm-hmm. just move on to the next thing not yeah. hold on to any like one thing one idea yeah, yeah. or be too tied to it um i think another Thing, or one of the main things for me is just like kind of going with intuition and like what you're feeling mm-hmm. on a subconscious level. Like if you're feeling something, it's, you know, you've got this thought in the back of your head or so it's, it's also being intuitive in that manner, but then also intuitive and in like the, in knowing the people that you're working with. So if you're feeling that like, Hey, we're, we're kind of all in this, you know, going in separate directions, we do need a collaboration session. Like where we need to, you know, talk this out. Um, like at least from a production standpoint, um, knowing when those types of meetings are necessary, um, but then also knowing when people need their own time to go in and, and think on stuff. Yeah, and I would just build on that. Like, both are obviously important, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're important parts of the creative process. But the way I would consider it is like, great collaboration is just as free as you were saying as individual deep work. Like. It is, when you have a great collaborative environment, it is about being able to be as honest as you are when you are working alone with the people around you, and that's how you get better ideas that bubble up to the surface. Mm-hmm. So. For sure. Word. Um, yeah. How do we end these again? Bye. Jesus. Uh, you mean recorded okay. in San Diego Studios? Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye. Oh, you said that. No. Come on, I opened it. You close it. Thanks for listening. Go. What do we say? Okay, bye. Anything, anything. Just it needs to be like a formal ending. Okay, just a like, thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>
never wanna get lost in translation Never wanna be on two separate pages Swear to me that you stay back If you can take back, I know I can take that